being still, beginning each day with a moment of stillness. R, we're going to read a passage. E, we're going to pray for an encounter in that passage, that it wouldn't be just information that intellectually inspires, um, but our hearts would encounter the risen Christ in the text. A, for application, we're going to be asking the question of how do we live out this truth um, this day, this week? And then D, we're going to devote each day to God, basically saying, God, I surrender, use me however you want to this day. So for some, this will be a new way of reading scripture. For some that maybe you've never got into a rhythm of reading the Bible each day, hopefully this is a really simple way of you reading the Bible not just intellectually but with your heart ready to meet with Jesus and encounter his presence so each day we'll start with this simple thing of being still psalmist says be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am God a closer translation to the original Hebrew would be let go and know that I'm God In other words, we spend so much time trying to control the outcome of each day. Most of us lean towards being control freaks of our own lives and maybe the lives of others, those around us. And yet the psalmist learned this prayer, let go and know that I'm God. You don't have to be in control because you have a God who is in control. And each day you can remind yourself, I can let go of the steering wheel because I have a guide, I have a shepherd, I have someone who's leading me to green pastures and still waters. And a simple vehicle for letting go, for being still, is just to focus on your breathing. So we're going to do it together just for 60 seconds or so. I just want you to focus on breathing a deep breath in. And in your mind, not out loud, as you breathe in, you just say, come Holy Spirit. And as you breathe out, just say, I choose to let go of the anxieties, of the to-do lists, of the other things that you're pursuing, the stuff that's occupying your heart and mind. So you breathe in, come Holy Spirit, and you breathe out and let go. This is a a Christian form of mindfulness. It's what the followers of Jesus have been doing for centuries. The end goal of Christian mindfulness isn't to be empty. It's to be full of the presence of Jesus. The end goal of Christian mindfulness isn't just awareness of self. It's awareness of the presence of Jesus. So we breathe in the breath of God. That's about 60 seconds, maybe a couple of minutes, but enables your body as well as your mind to find stillness. Then we're going to read the text. It's up on the screen. For those with particularly good eyesight, you can read from the screen. Otherwise, there's Bibles in the pews. 
If you don't own a Bible, maybe you've just walked in off the street or you're visiting KXC. If you don't own a Bible, just grab the Pew Bible, write your name in it. It's our gift to you. We encourage you to read it with us over the course of 2020. We believe it will totally change your life because you'll find Jesus in this story. Um, and in finding Jesus, we believe you'll find life. So if you want to turn to Psalm 23 in the Bibles, or you can read it um, on the screen. So let's read together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you'd read it once through like that. Take a pause. And then you're going to read it through a second time. And the second time you're reading through, you're looking to find one verse where you just sense the invitation of the Spirit towards an encounter. Like there'll be a verse that just jumps out at you, grabs your attention, and just trust that that could be the Spirit guiding your thoughts and inviting you further in. So normally you do this on your own. I'm just going to read through it, offer one or two little thoughts. And then on the pieces of paper under the read section, I want you just to write out one verse or one phrase, one line that springs out. And across the room, there might be, you know, multiple different verses that grab people's attention. So this is something between you and God. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. What an incredible comment of the psalmist to say that I could have nothing and yet if I have God, I have everything. I, I lack nothing. Everything that's important in life, if I have God, I've got it all. What an amazing statement. It might be some of you this Christmas that you're aware of lack. I don't have X. Family life is stressful. I lack dot, dot, dot. And yet the psalmist experienced such intimacy with God that he basically said, with God, I've got everything that matters most. Amazing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. That's amazing news for those that are knackered. Amazing news for those that are emotionally spent, that your life's surrounded by noise, that this shepherd is the kind of shepherd who'd not just lead you to a spacious place, he would allow you to lie down and rest. And he would take you to quiet waters where you could experience refreshment, physical refreshment, spiritual refreshment, emotional refreshment. Maybe some of you are longing for that in your own life. Just a bit of quietness, stillness, rest. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. I wonder if there's a, a number in the room 
just big questions about calling and direction. What am I going to do in 2020? What do I do with my career? Like, do I stay in the city? Do I leave the city? Decisions are upon you and you just long for some direction. Well, this is incredibly good news that this shepherd guides you along right paths for the sake of his glory. Maybe some of you need to hear that. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amazing news for those feeling fearful that you don't need to be afraid because God is with you. And however dark the valley might be, if God is with you, who could be against you? And this kind of shepherd will lead you through the dark valley. He will provide direction. His rod, his staff, that's the instrument a shepherd would use to guide the sheep by hook or by crook. He'd either grab them by the hook and just say, no, 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 don't go that way, that's a cliff edge. Or he'd just prod them, no, 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 not that way. We're going this way because this way is, is the way towards green pastures. So you don't need to be afraid. You're not alone. It's a big city. You might feel isolated, but you are not alone. The shepherd is with you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So for those that feel like this is a season of adversity, life is a challenge. This is a promise that you can feast in God's kingdom in the midst of that. That you can experience satisfaction and fullness even in the face of adversity because there is an invite to the table of the King. And at that table, He'll anoint your head with oil. That's language of blessing. He'll bless you. Even though you feel you're caught up in a dogfight, He will bless you. But more than that, anointing is the language of being prepared for a task. That God has a plan for your life. Plan to use you, plan to prosper you. Not to harm you, but to bring about a beautiful future. And then the final verse, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That our ultimate home is in the presence of God. So I know a number of people in London feel homesick, longing for a place where life is slow and they're known. And yet the psalmist could say, in the presence of God, that's where I feel most myself, most at home. That is where my heart is at rest, in the presence of the King. So, you've got a minute. What one verse does your soul most need to hear right now as you stand on the threshold of transitioning from 2019 to 2020? What one verse, what one phrase, maybe what one word is the Spirit saying, this is my message to you right now. Your soul needs to hear this. And then just write it down. There's some pens around, by the way. Anna, do you want to hold up the pens? Just put your hand in the air if you need a pen. Um, and she's going to make her way around and, and hand out some pens. Just simply write down that verse. And when you've written it down under the section, read on your piece of paper, you move on to the section encounter. And this is just like externalize your inner thoughts. Why did that phrase jump out? What is God saying? 
what are you observing about that verse? How does it make your soul feel? What thoughts spring to mind? You've got four or five lines just to jot down in a conversation with the Spirit, your internal world. By now, you should have written out one verse, one phrase, or one word from the text. And under the section encounter, just writing down a handful of sentences, thoughts about what the Lord might be saying, how it makes you feel. And this is more than just an intellectual exercise. This is the Lord wanting to minister and speak truth to your inmost parts knowing that when God speaks, he acts. He says, let there be light and there is light. He speaks into your life and as he speaks, he creates and restores and redeems. The word of God is living and active.
once you've written down a few sentences around the encounter stage, you then move on to apply the book of James. The author writes about being doers of the word, not just receivers of the word, but we actually do what's spoken in scripture that we want to be formed by the story. We want to live in the story, but we also want to live out the story of God. So under that section apply, just what this day, this week, or in 2020, if you want to look far ahead, how has what God has spoken going to make you live differently? What are you going to do about it? If He's forming you in a certain area, what would it mean to walk that out in step with the Spirit? And just, just write a handful of thoughts that come to mind. few thoughts about what it might look like to live out what God has spoken, to align yourself with what God has spoken. Then you just close off with just a simple prayer of devotion. And you could do this for this day. Lord, I give you the rest of this day, the final few days of 2019. You could pray ahead to 2020. Lord, I devote this year to you. Use it for your glory. Do whatever you want to do in me, through me, for the cause of your kingdom. Just a simple prayer of devotion. stand together if you didn't get to finish it you can finish it later minus my introduction that was almost exactly 15 minutes of your time now I want you to imagine if every single day in 2020 your first 15 minutes were in the presence of God 
being formed by his word. On some days, you'll read a passage, it will be totally unprofound. And yet scripture will be doing its work in you. And on other days, it will feel like you've discovered fire because the Word of God will just be speaking right into where you're at and your senses will be alive to His presence and it will be beautiful. Um, and yet, on each day, Scripture will be going in and will be being formed into the likeness of Jesus. It's 15 minutes of your day. So before you turn on your phone and check your emails, your social media feed, your news feed, you open up the Scripture and you say, Lord, give me today my daily bread. And then as a whole community, we'll be feasting on the New Testament. Why don't we worship God?